Will Square Enix ever release these games? Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to episode 46 of Triangle Squared. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saul Bridges bringing you a lucky episode 46. Can't forget that. I'm about to be punished. Okay, so the first thing we got to get out of the way is the community punishment. Uh, and I got to go find it to give my... I think I remember them. I'm just going to go. I'm going to wing it. No, it was. So I on, was very surprised on at, Twitter, what, at how that went. Oh, I know it won. But on Twitter, we uh, because someone had called... Well, actually, because Saul brought attention to it himself, uh, he did not make... Could have stayed quiet. He did not make the episode a lucky episode. So I decided that the punishment will be doled out by the community. So I gave four options because Twitter has awful... Uh, their poll thing is ridiculous. You can only have four options and they all have to be a certain number of characters because, you know, that's just how Twitter lives and breathes. Uh, so I had to be real careful about what I put on this. So I was like, we're just going to call Saul something. Uh, my first one was Cottonheaded Ninny Muffin. Uh, or Muggit, sorry, Muggin. Uh, and what we did... That one I just heard a million times. Then yeah. I did a Muzak Warbling Wimp, which is actually from the cult classic The Little Rascals that came out in the 90s. Great movie. It is. Uh, that's what Spanky calls Alfalfa. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, in their little argument. Yep. Uh, and then the, the last one that was going to be an actual punishment was to call Saul by his name, um, that we've by his friend's group name that we've given him with a high-pitched O. And the last option was just to forgive him. And while forgiving was doing pretty well. It was. At first. Cottonheady Ninny Muggin came back into place. No Nobody wanted to call him a music warbling wimp besides, I assume, one person. Yeah. <laughs> so, here we are. Saul, are you prepared? I am prepared. For your punishment. For this bit. great grievance you've made to our listener base. Yep. Dylan. This is where uh, people who watch on YouTube really get the good stuff. Dylan, give it to him. Oh. <laughs> there we go. All right, that we is had Dylan. My clone come that back is in. Mr. Dylan, one third of our boys over in Shenanigans and such. Uh, Rep their stuff. We got a sticker here. Be sure to check them out. Yeah, check them out. If you're in Texas, Canada, they will be at HypeCon in March. See you, Dylan. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, now we can get this show on the road the proper way. We can. Saw so what you've been doing this week. You've been on vacation. You and Blaze both just vacationing and up, living life in large ways that I don't even know. <laughs> he got attacked by a grandpa. <laughs> he did. <laughs> uh, anyway, been living life large like I only wish I could in this particular moment in my life. <laughs> so what you been doing, Saul? A lot of Monster Hunter. Um, a lot of 45 Monster Hunter. 45 hours in. That's not counting the 13 hours I had on my original character that I deleted. Um, so it had been super fun. I'm pretty sure I beat... You know what? I'm not going to say anything just in case there's spoilers. Uh, I don't want to get in that spoiler territory. If you think you have, I can guarantee you you haven't. Okay, well, there you go then. I thought I had, but I hadn't. Um, well, it's up here. Like, Is the camera supposed to be blinking like that? What's up with that? Normally, it's a solid red light, I thought. When no, recording. it's recording. Okay, okay. Just making sure. But um, yeah, so uh, been playing a lot of Monster Hunter. Been playing Dark Souls 3 on Steam. <laughs> <We can go laughs> with a keyboard. The, we go back. No, I've been playing DS4 Windows. <laughs> That's right. You started with keyboard and mouse I and did. it sucked, right? Actually, I got. You started DS1 with that. I got all right. the way through Vort of the Boreal Valley with only keyboard and mouse. And That's not bad. That's like the, the second. Second real boss. That's what I thought, yeah. Beat the Crystal Lizard in the very beginning, too. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, but DS4 Windows makes PC a lot easier in gaming for games like that. Um, I downloaded Player Unknown Battlegrounds yesterday, and I got to play a good amount of that. My Steam account says three hours in. So, so where do you stand on the the PUBG and Fortnite? Fortnite's, or, or uh, PUBG's better. Really? Yeah, you like mainly because I like the uh, the amount of 
just strategy that is in both of the games, but I think that PUBG has a it wins because there's weapon attachments and there is an actual layer of strategy. You can bend around corners like you can a rainbow. You can do all kinds of cool things. You can go prone. Um, and Fortnite got to the point of where you would play and you'd get down to the last like four people and it always would take place uh, around a base. Like somehow or another, somebody would just build up a gigantic base in the last circle or one of the last circles. It was really annoying. Like if you didn't have a rocket launcher at that point, it's really hard to penetrate their their forces. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'll still play it with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure. I, mean, um, I finally downloaded it just to give it a try the other day. Yeah, I mean it is super good. I, I haven't just, played it yet. The crafting. But. I really wish they'd make a mode without crafting. That'd be great. But I understand that Fortnite is all about crafting. Um, well, and I think that why why do it without? Because then you literally are just PUBG but worse. Whereas if you do yeah. the building thing, it's like well, okay, there's an element. Here's the battle royale style, but we're doing it with a twist that we think makes sense with the game that we're putting it in. Which is why I thought it made sense to put it in there. Anyway, I was like. Well, at least it, it makes sense to build in this type of gameplay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, they both have their elements of unrealisticness. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously Fortnite's made to be a little more whimsical and fast-paced. And, like, you know, the first couple times I saw the building taking place in Fortnite where, like, you hit build or whatever and say it's like a walkway, you'll start seeing, like, the boards fly. Yeah, it's really stuff. cool. It's cool. It's also extremely weird. Like, yeah. while you're doing, because, like, you see people walking up steps that technically don't exist yet. Yeah, that's, well, uh, if you walk to, that could be a, a weird lag, because if you... If you go too far and it's not built yeah, yet. Yeah, if you, you go too far, it's not built yet, and that's probably some weird lag compensation that happens in the game. Probably. But, yeah, because um, it's, like, right on the edge, it's like yeah. on the periphery of it not being built, but they're still technically not on something. Yeah. I've seen that. When we were at PSX, we saw they had a big group up, and they were playing with boards, and they, I saw that a couple times, but and well, and I mean, nothing thing, crazy. Another thing is, is that Fortnite's free. Yeah, so yeah. Whereas, how much stuff, is PUBG? Thirty bucks. I, and, and if I'm not mistaken, Fortnite as a whole is coming for, is going to be free to play soon. Yes, I think it's so, sometime uh, within the next couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it only costs money if you want to get like the Founders Edition, kind of what Paragon did. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I went into playing PUBG thinking you know that's going to be a mess because I've always heard that it's hard to optimize the game. I actually have no issues at all. Um, so I'm really glad to hear that at least. The release 1.0 edition that came out finally out of uh, early access runs really well on my PC. Um, oh, for PUBG? Yeah, yeah. 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 If, uh, if, I mean, I don't know where it stands right now on Xbox, but it wasn't doing it was too well on terrible Xbox. on Xbox. Because I actually watched a Digital Foundry video just to kind of see. And they were getting 12 and 20 frames per second in some parts. Well, that was early days. I don't know how it's been updated or well, yeah, if it's yeah. been updated. That's, that, that's specifically whenever the um, Digital Foundry video came out. But yeah. other than that, I got through the third Colossus and Shadow Colossus, and that's that's pretty much it. What yeah, weird. You? We both randomly ended up starting that last night. So yeah, like I played Shadow yeah. last night. Uh, I was playing Monster Hunter. Played a bunch of Monster Hunter World this week. Have not been able to keep myself from playing it. And whenever it's I hard. was in the room, kind of letting myself get ready to go to sleep, I finally decided to start up Soul Sacrifice Delta. So yeah. I've just been playing Monster Hunter style games pretty for much yeah all week. Uh, but last night I finally got to. It's the first time I failed a mission uh, in Monster Hunter, and it was. Late, um, this is in game when the game moves towards high rank stuff. I'm not going to get into that yet. But Saul, have you been there? I mean, you were saying that you think you've done something, but have you gotten to where you're? There's armor rankings and then low rank and high no. rank missions. No. Okay, then you are still a decent bit from me. Um, I did a big mission. I'll say it that much. A very big mission that's very familiar. Yeah. With throughout the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, I mean, you're basically you're on the you're right that, there. That had a trophy. You're right there. Yeah. You're, you're going to you're going to see as soon as you keep playing. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I'm, I'm getting into what they call kind of the late game grind for that, where there's actually high ranking missions that are a lot harder. Uh, and I finally failed one, uh, after, I mean, I've, I've done a bunch of the high ranking missions so far, but, um, 
they weren't story missions. This one was a story mission. Um, so the, the, the story does keep going uh, past what you would think as you get to that point. It's like a soft ending almost, it feels like. So that, without saying too much, um, yeah. but it does, it does keep going. So the game is very meaty, uh, kind of surprisingly so. But also not. I guess it's just the way they they handled stories in the last game. There really wasn't even a story. You're just doing missions um, with weird reasons as why you're doing it sometimes, if I remember right. But that's pretty much all I played and started Shadow yesterday and got through the second Colossus because I failed the mission after like 45 minutes of it. And I was like, well, I don't really feel like doing that again. So then it was late and I was tired. I was like, I'm going to hop on Shadow real quick. It is beautiful. Very beautiful. Uh, it, w- it was killing me because in the menu, when you're f- setting up the game for PS4 Pro, yeah, it, you, you know, it says, do you want to do cinematic mode or performance mode where it either favors resolution or favors uh, frame rate? Yeah. When I clicked, it starts in cinematic mode. When I clicked over to performance mode, I noticed the resolution decrease on the text. Like, stark. I was like, whoa. And then I flipped back over. I was like, I can't believe that I can see the difference. I wonder if that's a weird 4K thing. I mean, I, I don't really know because you don't have a 4K TV for yours. No, so. but that's the that's what, that's what I'm getting to is that doesn't happen on mine. Well, yeah, I'm in frame rate mode. Well, I'm, yeah, because you're not telling the game. The, yeah, because the game is not doing anything really besides, I guess, super sampling um, to your 1080p TV. It must be that it's actually showing what. And I'm I wouldn't be surprised if the text in the game is legit 4K because not. I mean, you know, you're rendering text in 4K. It's not really that demanding. And it wasn't a menu that didn't have any other pictures. Yeah. So I mean. With that being said, that might be why I was like that, but I thought it was weird that I could notice it there already. Um, but yeah, I started that up really pretty. The HDR is really pretty in that game, and I went with cinematic mode first, and when I roll back around for my... Um, just because I want to see the game at as pretty as it can get from a visual standpoint, uh, and then I'm going to roll back through and do performance mode for the time attack modes that come later in the game after you beat it and see how it performs at 60 frames per second versus the 30 frames per second. Yeah, 60 frames. I will say this. I'm not a huge fan of motion blur at all. Thankfully, this game actually has an option where you can turn it all the way off. And that's what I do in almost any game that offers me the chance. Motion blur, to me, is important in in scenes. Not necessarily in moment-to-moment gameplay, necessarily. I think it can help if it does it kind of on the the outskirts and kind of uses it to motion blur items when you're spinning around real quick. Cause that is, stuff. yeah, that, that is what would happen with your eyes. If you move, you yeah. have a little bit of a, of a blur, a blur, but you can also control. It's not that you can just turn it on or off. You can control how much of it is there and how much of it's not there. Yeah. So you can actually slide it to your preferred level, but there's, um, I was looking into the heavy rain. Like we were talking on the discord chat about heavy rain, uh, the PS4 port, which I never got around to playing. And I was looking at digital Foundry's thing on it. I'm pretty sure it was digital foundry. Uh, and they were talking about the fact that they removed uh, motion blur from certain cutscenes, and it actually looked a lot worse. And like you know, because it was stuff that was used to like blur the background while the focal points were going to stay, you know, in in the scene. So like his kids spinning around on a merry-go-round, and you can see the items <laughs> behind him on the PS3 were blurred, right? And then on the PS4 it wasn't, and it just looked fake and weird. Like you know, it didn't look as I don't know. It was weird, but still, uh, that was pretty cool. I liked that. And, oh, Lord, one thing I need to do real quick is uh, plug in this laptop. So I saw Takeover uh, with, yeah. with the drop real quick because that's pretty much all I did this week, and I'll be right back. Sure thing. So going to hop into the drop. We have Crossing Souls for PS4, Cubeworks for PSVR. We have Drunken Bar Fight for PSVR, Dynasty Warriors 9 for PS4, also available in retail stores. We have The Fall Part 2 Unbound for PS4, Faye for PS4, Guilt Battle Arena for PS4, 
Kingdom Come Deliverance for PS4, both uh, digitally and retail. Knockout League for PSVR. The Longest Five Minutes for PS Vita. Really cool art on that one. We have Majong Carnival for PS4. Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game for PS4, both available at your retail store or that, digitally. That art looks awful. I know it does. That game looks awful. <laughs> Pinstripe for PS4. Pop-Up Pilgrims for PSVR. Schnotch for PS4. Secret of Mana for PS4, both digitally and retail. Slice Dice and Rice for PS4. Sprint Vector for PSVR. True Fear for Saken Souls Part 1 for PS4, and that's it. A lot of cool v- VR games coming out. One or two video gems hidden in there, but I'm super excited for Secret of Mana. Um, once yeah, again, Secret of Mana is Vita 2, right? No. Really? For some no. reason, I really thought that they talked about a Vita version for that game. I don't think so. I wonder if it's delayed, though, if, if at all, you know. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. I would be really surprised. But Secret of Mana is super good. I recommend that to anyone uh, who's interested in any kind of RPGs. A lot of cool, really quirks they have going on there. Um, I actually played it on an emulator a while back ago, like four, five years ago for the first time. And I uh, got stuck at one part until I downloaded the right emulator. Because the emulator, I had you couldn't press the touchscreen in two different parts. And uh, sure. one of the swords in the very beginning, you have to press A, B. To get it out, so can't really do that on a touchscreen phone. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it, it's just extremely uncomfortable to do because of the way the buttons get handled. Oh, not only that, but um, for I guess my phone didn't didn't have dual touching on emulators or whatever, or the emulator I had, I don't forgot what it was, but then I didn't had support a multi multi touch screen or whatever. Yeah, because uh, then I got the My Boy Game Boy Advance emulator, and uh, or no, 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 uh, it wasn't that. It was a SNES emulator, but. Um, yeah, it made it work, and it was pretty, it was pretty good after that. Sure. And it, it says it's supposed to be coming to Vita as well hmm. on the fifteenth. So uh, the drop may, didn't list that in there. I wonder why. It may be it may have gotten delayed, but that was the original announcement. I thought so because uh, I thought I was like, oh, it's cool to see them still supporting the Vita with a game that makes sense to support the Vita. But you know, stuff stuff happens. Maybe it got moved, or maybe for some reason it, they just mistaked. Uh, they just you know didn't put it on there right. Uh, but that's okay. That's not a bad drop. I mean, I want to play Secret of Mana because I played the original very loosely, and I played some of the Mana games, like, you know, Sword of Mana Sword and of stuff Mana. later. Um, but I haven't just been... Like, I've never dived too terribly far into that, so who knows? Um, and I, I'm really curious because I was... Originally, I was like, I'm going to play that on Vita. You know, give me a good reason to play the Vita, no reason not to. So I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, $30, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, 30 bucks. Um does it show the same release date? It's, well, I'm on the GameStop site, and just to kind of get a frame of reference, they have a visual for the Steam card for Secret of Mana. They have the PS4 download and physical, but they have a blurred out image or a, no image available, and it doesn't say what it's for. So, curious. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it, I don't know. I guess we'll find out in three days, five days. <laughs> five days. Five days. Yeah, we'll see. That's yeah, that's super weird. I don't really know why it's like that, but it doesn't matter, I guess. So, all right, Saul. Well, I'm going to move into the news real quick so we can get rolling. Okay. Uh, let's see. On the news front, the biggest news of all, Saul, that we it woke was. up to. Yep. Oh my word! I was so excited when I woke up. I woke up a little late today too. I checked my phone. I was like, "What is this?" Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 received a lot of news from the recent D23 Expo. A new trailer showcasing the Monsters Inc. world that was 
originally leaked a while back, and they looked legit. A lot of I people, thought it was yeah. going to be real. I was uh, curious. So glad. Uh, we also got to see Rapunzel for the first time actually in the game, uh, and apparently the reason it took so long for them to actually want to show Rapunzel is that early development, they still weren't necessarily happy with the way the hair was because her hair is really long. Yeah. And it was clipping through stuff the way that they had it working at the time. Okay. Uh, but they were ready to show it now because it's apparently it's a lot what better. they wanted it to be. Makes so, sense. Uh, that's cool. Uh, they also showed... Uh, a new, uh, alongside the new trailer, they also showed Utada Hikaru's return to the franchise with the all new theme song for the game. Uh, interesting to note, it was a it was a it was a pretty theme song too. It was. What I would expect from Utada, uh, I can't wait to actually see what opening video it's going to be alongside. Yeah, because I don't think that that was it. That just looked like random trailer snippets, and that wouldn't make right. sense anyway. They, they normally do. They normally go super metaphorical. I don't think the last weird. the last shot of Riku though was in any trailer, was it? No, that That's was what different. got me. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like where did that come from? Because yeah. I was like, I haven't seen that yet. And then I looked in the comments and people were pointing it out to him like, okay, I didn't, I thought I was going crazy that that was a trailer I haven't seen. Yeah, that's, that's new. And I was like, man, a Riku's new outfit looks tight. It does. It's really cool. And I like, see the game's going to a lot of weird places. I, I know that they know like some of the things they're showing. It's like, wait, what? Like Vanitas being back in the new trailer? Hey, hey, that's what I was going to say. Do people who, we have a discord with people playing, don't watch the new trailer. Because it will mess you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. It will, very, kind of. it, it will spoil something for you. I won't necessarily say it will spoil something, but I will. it will definitely actively confuse you. It certainly will. That's true. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, there's a line that, that, that he says to uh, Sora. And I was like, man, calling Sora weak in a very hard sense. Like, that was it's good. It looks really Throwing good. real shade, yeah. Um, so anyway, but I thought it was interesting to note that the trailer does still show a 2018 release. Though, again, no further date or details were given. Um, I have been saying for a while now, I firmly believe, definitely now that they've shown this much and they're still wanting to be, you know, ballsy enough to put a 2018, even when, you know, even the fact that it says 2018 on there, I still think that we will get a 2018 release date. I think so, too. But I think whether or not it releases on the day is still up in the air because they, they went into a further thing on it. And one of the PlayStation Access, I think it was, uh, Holly, if, I can't, if I'm remembering her name correctly, uh, she went and she was talking about that Tetsuya was basically talking about the games uh, the game in pieces of what completion they are. And he said, like, the first – he's like, you know, let's just say we're breaking the, the game up into, into thirds. Right. The first part of the game is about 90% done. The second third of the game is between 50 and 60% done, and he didn't want to give a number on the last one, but he did mention that on the last part, he's working on something he's always wanted to work on since before Kingdom Hearts was even a reality, so as early as back whenever he was doing the the character designs on Final Fantasy VII. Um, huh. So, pretty interesting. You know, he's been with the company a long time, so I'm curious as what he means, because there's a lot of cool... I, I'm assuming it's going to be... Is it going to be a crossover, or is it going to be something wholly original that he just didn't think was possible to the level that he thought in his head until now. I'm curious, but I'm excited. I think that's going to be really good to see. Yeah. I, I'm a little disappointed that we've still not seen any of the Big Hero 6 stuff, even though they went out of their way to make a special video about how they, Big Hero 6 is going to be. And in the they game. showed Toy Story again. Yeah. That's, again, that's not bad. They showed, no, uh, they showed no. different parts of, story, of Toy Story. They did, which so is cool. cool. And um, they showed an exce- they they showed a good I don't say excessive they showed a great healthy amount of the um, Monsters Inc world so that's good to see. Uh, next thing up on the list though for people who don't care about Kingdom Hearts like we do we could gush forever. Uh, Monster Hunter World continues to sell well passing over six million copies sold since launch. 
the game awards players with a special item bundle, and this is going to be part of your daily login bonus. Uh, but it's, it's free to celebrate the milestone, uh, much like they did with the 5 million milestone. Uh, speaking of sales, Monster Hunter World was also the most downloaded title from the PlayStation Store throughout January, despite only being available for five days. That's impressive. It is. The game has done so well by word of mouth, though, because, you know, it hit 5 million really quickly, and, I, and even the fact that it, it kind of managed to bring itself back over um, at like it did, I, I'm impressed. I think that that was a pretty good – that's good. It goes to show that word of mouth is working really well for this game more yeah. than anything. And it's also funny because the Xbox One players and some, to a much, much smaller extent, but some PS4 players are experiencing problems with the servers. So it goes to show that even though the game isn't necessarily at 100%, people are still reacting well to the game. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Monster Hunter, uh, Capcom have revealed a chart showing the dates for the upcoming events that includes some of the crossover events that they've announced, but not all of them. I still don't see anything for the Mega Man crossover that they've announced at um, PSX. Uh, but what they have shown so far, the second Horizon Zero Dawn crossover where you'll be able to get uh, Aloy's armor and her bow Uh is going to be an event called The Proving, which is cool just as a throwback to actual Horizon story. And it will be available from 228 to 315. So that's February 22nd later this month to March 15th. Uh, and in the mission, you will have to hunt an Anjanath, uh, but it will be a souped-up Anjanath with a Hunter Rank 11 requirement. So you need to be up oh, there well. a little bit. I was going to say, um, Anjanaths are pretty easy for our levels right now. Yeah, you think. You just wait. <laughs> I, well, I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I've gone from... Uh, insect glaive to bow. Now I'm working on longsword stuff, okay, and cool. it's super fun to kind of change around weapons and stuff in that game. Yeah, see, and I may I may give the bow another roll once we get oh, uh, the Aloy bow because I, I, I like the bow, but I also kind of like the crossbow. Are you going to be playing tonight when y'all get back from the movies? Most likely. Yes. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll show you a couple things with the bow that um, it shows you in the demo or in the in the. Uh, t- the uh, training ground. I didn't go to the training grounds with the bow. That's important. Okay. I literally did all of it in the middle of neither the hunt. Neither did Ryan. And it was bad. Neither did Ryan. So like, there's a thing called a dragon piercer where you hit circle and square, and you do like this cool pivot move where you land on your knee, and you charge up a big arrow and you shoot it, and then it shoots out, and it can do multiple damage across multiple parts. And okay. uh, dragon or uh, Ryan had no idea that was a move. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, he's been doing well regardless. So. Oh yeah, we uh, all. I think we all have. The other crossover is uh, the Street Fighter crossover, and that is exclusive to PS4 as well. Uh, will be available later this month from two sixteenth, so February sixteenth to March first, and then it will be gone. Uh, I don't know what exactly you get from that. They haven't gone just too far into that. Maybe it's just a crossover for crossover's sake. No, you get a full out Ryu costume. Do you? Yeah, like uh, I'm not surprising. They didn't. They did not have it listed on the thing, but it's not surprising. I just, to be fair, I also don't care. You know what I mean? That's one thing. Yeah, I hate. Oh, I say I hate. That's a really strong term. Uh, I don't like Monster Street Fighter at all, and uh, this looks really, really goofy in a sense. But um, yeah, it's literally Ryu from um, Street Fighter. Which oh, I know. He's he, a cool I, know I know he was going to be in there, but I didn't know if you played as him or if it's just you wearing his armor. I think it's you wearing. I think it's similar to Aloy, where you put on his stuff and you become him. Okay. Well. Oh well. Which so. I kind of wish was different for Aloy because even guys become Aloy. They transform into Aloy. Like they'll make you look like Aloy when you put all her stuff on. So super weird. That is a little weird, but I mean, oh well, I guess. Maybe they didn't want to do anything, and they could have done like a fan, a man piece, like you know, make him turn into a. Whatever. I think just having the the armor would have been cool. I don't really want to play as Aloy. I, I agree. Armor. Letting you actually look the way you look, but be able to put armor that's inspired by Horizon on. At yeah, least, you know, that'd be cool. Because I'm definitely going to use the bow. The the shield weaver armor would have been dope. 
Yeah, I would have. Woo! Overpowered too. <laughs> no, yeah, not 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 functionality. Just look. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because the functionality would be ridiculous. Definitely in that kind of game. Right. Uh, next thing up, though, during an investor call for Activision Blizzard, it was revealed that Destiny Two will be receiving a major expansion later this year. What the hell that means? We Who all knows? knew that was coming. It's too, gonna be the Taking Here's King my style thing, expansion. Too little, too late. And I was even on the when I was looking at the boards. There were a lot of people that really liked Destiny 1 who were still saying that while Taken King was okay, it was not this huge update like they kept promising it was going to be. They're like, realistically, they were said it was going to have a ton of new weapons and a ton of new armor and a ton of new content. And they were, content. And the story was two hours shorter than the, you know, extremely short. The new armor, they said a lot of the armor that was, that was added was reskins. Yeah. And a lot of the guns were reskins. So it was like, was it really that big of an update? Well, that's the and thing. The thing it added most is some of the things you like, which is like changing a little bit of like the. I think at that point was like a little bit of the light, uh, the way that light was given and like doled out to you, and, and stuff like spell racing, and, and stuff and, like the uh, also like the um, what is it, strike scoring and stuff. Yeah, like that at that point, and that's what they were talking about. They were like, you know, Bungie spent all this time, like we've talked about forever, building up a game and getting it to a point where everybody loved what it was, just to implode it. And, and restart from the ground up with an extremely vanilla game with two. And the sad thing is, for me to go back to that game, they're literally going to have to revert it back to what the ending of Destiny 1 was like. Oh, you're talking about like from a feature standpoint? Like yeah. you want everything that you felt like yep. was in I'm there? I'm not going back until that's... And I was actually I was actually contemplating... I was looking at my special edition yesterday. I was contemplating trying that in a GameStop and getting some Steam cards or something because I'm just... I don't know if I'm like ever going to Like you're not going to touch it for a while? I don't know if I ever if will. ever, yeah. Yeah, like I, they really need to come out with a lot of new stuff. And the most important part about Destiny is I need people to go back with. I know Joe ain't going back. If you're not going back, you know, RJ Loki might go back, and I could definitely play with him. But other than, like, like that, I don't really think there's much else to do. So. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. So, I mean, either way. It makes I me just, sad. What if it really is huge, though? That's the only – it's the what if because it I has feel to be like, huge, yeah. Well, I feel like Bungie's exhausted all of their, you know, goodwill at this point. Across all this time, because people were even weren't that happy with Destiny One a lot of times, saying, "Well, this isn't as big as you thought." As, we, as you keep claiming it was going to be, so what happens when they call this a huge expansion, and it ends up being it's smaller being, yeah. than Taken King? I mean, yeah, that's that's what it is. It has to be massive. It has to be bigger than Taken King. It has to be bigger than anything Destiny has seen before. Uh, like, just, like take Rise of Iron and Taken King, and just smush them together. That's at least sizable. Just this past weekend, uh, they were at the all-time low of people Player playing count. Trials. Uh, no, just specifically oh, Trials, yeah, but it was 70,000 people. Yeah, it was p- pitiful. Yeah, I saw that. That's man, that's sad. All right, next thing up is uh, for those of you who like new IP, I know I do, though I do also like uh, sequels. But if you like IP over iterating sequels, uh, Bandai Namco seem to be working towards your favor. They announced a new midterm plan that involves reorganization to strengthen their existing IP as well as create new strong IP with a heavy interest in investing in new IP specifically. Uh, so that's cool to see. Bandai has always been a, a publisher that has played it safe. And they're good, they're so, good at it too. Yeah, and more so than anything, they just do small incremental uh you know they, they they don't change a whole lot they keep what people love about a series while adding just enough so they can say it's a little bit of, worthy of a change new story yeah but the core mechanics you've always loved are still they're here. still there yeah now that so to, to be an extent that's that's drawn my ire before because i do not like the way they've handled the dynasty warrior series i mean it's a it's a series that has i feel like has been stagnant since the ps1 i mean it's almost like their version of madden it, it's pretty yeah, much. The, it comes true. out that's yearly. It's almost true. the same with different characters. Yeah, that's um, absolutely true. But the people who love it love it, and I, you know, that's something. Yeah, yeah. 
So uh, next thing up, Focus Home Interactive have announced. I thought this was just funny because we talked about how it was a disappointment for us. Uh, but they have announced a sequel uh, to The Surge is, is expected to come in 2019. Though I don't know that I even want to hold, I don't know that it holds any water because do you remember they are also the ones who said that there was going to be a sequel to the Lords of the Fallen. Yeah, it was, it was the Surge. We have not heard, any, no, 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 no. They said that there was going to be a legitimate sequel no, no, to I Lords know. of the Fallen. Yeah. And, and it never has. There still hasn't been one. It, was, it, was pretty much, it pretty much was what I think was the Surge. Like I think that Surge started out with something different. And then they well could, maybe because it was different developers. Deck not uh, well, Deck yeah. thirteen. The people who made the search helped with the development right. of Lords of the Fallen. And I think that's. I think all their stuff that they helped them with was all stuff from the what would have been a search sequel. And then they gave up on it. Like I think all the stuff they brought to the table in terms of it, well, I'm just saying like Deck thirteen helped make the original Lords of the Fallen. No, no. But from that point, I think that they just were like. We're gonna let this team break off because they said that that Deck Thirteen would not be helping with the sequel. Oh, oh, I thought Deck Thirteen it would it was helping. No, with the sequel, uh, no, they weren't. Okay. So Deck Thirteen broke off and like that. we're gonna make our own Souls like game. Here's what it is. Uh, but you, uh, there were some articles a while back that were talking about Lords of the Falling sequel being like in kind of development hell where they don't really know what they're gonna be doing with it and that it hasn't been doing too well. So I don't expect to see that. But hey, maybe the surge will do better because the surge came seemed to come pretty quickly. Uh, and if it doesn't have anything to do with the, uh, I can't remember the name of the other developer right now but um oh well they had a pirate ship as logo didn't they or is that that's deck 13 13. okay the other one i cannot remember for the life of me but oh well uh next thing up on the list far cry 3 was announced to be part of the season pass for far cry 5 and while many believed it to be a remaster i did as well recent reports state that it will be a re-release instead this means it's likely just a port though from which system has not been detailed and this is technically this was from a Ubisoft uh, point of contact or whatever, like a, an agent. Uh, I still don't know if it's true, but it seems like it would be likely. Uh, but I would think it's safe to assume that this would be a PC port because they would not want they wouldn't be porting from the the PS3. They, no. just, they just wouldn't. It'd be really it'd be weird to port. It'd be too hard, and it might as well be a remaster at that point. I doubt that they would port from the 360 because the consoles are so similar, at least in, in within reason to the x86 architecture, the new consoles. It's likely the PC version, which means it's going to be better than the PS3 360 versions of the game anyway. Right. So it's going to be a remaster for those who, of us who've never played it on PC, like I have not, uh, in the sense that you will have already improved textures and probably, you know... It's going to look better. It's probably going to be more stable. Yeah, because I remember one of the things about PC is that it had a much less de- uh, defined, even though I did like the stylistic look that it gave the game, the black outlines on everything. It was still there in I PC. Think, didn't you have that on Steam and you showed me that? No, I did not. I've never had the. I've had Far Cry 4 on Steam. Um, but so I did not have Far Cry 3. And or maybe I watched a video of them showing that, pointing that out. Probably, yeah. It was a much, much less uh, defined, even though I did kind of like the semi-shell-shaded look that it gave it. Yeah, that's what I remember the person saying, is that the, those black... Yeah, shell-shaded. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it looks really interesting, for sure. Different. Sure. Uh, next thing up, Sony have revealed a redesign for its popular gold wireless headset. The redesign aims to enhance performance and comfort, definitely when in use on PSVR. Uh, they look to be removing the folding hinges also, which was a structural complaint on the original gold headset, and they will be keeping the same price of ninety nine ninety nine. Um I, I I I like that because when I play my VR, I do kind of I don't want to put my headset on because I feel like I'm kind of stretching them too far. Yeah. So I use my other uh studio headsets that I have just for when I record. Um but 
I like that these kind of are doing away with that folding hinge because while I've had my headset for over a year now, I've had mine, and mine doesn't have a single seven crack or anything on yeah, it. Yeah, mine has. I mean, I've been. had mine probably two years now, but I don't have any issues with mine. But regardless of that, it's good to see that they're going to move away from something that was a point of complaint for a lot. Um, other than that, they really are almost unchanged outside of just the way they look and are going to feel in your head. The drivers inside seem to be the same. It will have the same virtual surround sound support. It will have the same uh, app support where you go in and there's pre-made profiles for songs. Uh, I mean, for songs. Uh, pre-made profiles for games. For games. Um, like an Uncharted mode. and then like Yeah, a for God a certain game. Not every game gets it. But, yeah. um, and there's also the, like shooter mode where it's like it's generally aimed to be better for most shooters. Um well, what's interesting is I'm wondering if, because basically at this point, the only, the only thing different is the shell. And what I'm curious about is that with them keeping the same drivers, I wonder if the mic placement's going to be any better. Because I have heard complaints from people uh, like Jonathan and Dylan. Uh, that they Dylan, can't hear you? You know, they, sounds like, they say it sounds like I'm far away from my mic. And I, I'd never have heard that until I played with them. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. Because they were talking about how Jacob had all had a um, PS4 Golds. I'm like, I have that. Nobody's complaining. They're like, we just haven't said anything about it yet. It's bad. I'm like, oh. I've never. Like, yeah, you're far away. It sounds like you're 10 feet away from your microphone right now. So I was like, should I turn it up? And so I tried turning it up. And they said, it only made you louder, but it still sounds like you're far away. It only turned me being far away up. It didn't even get me closer to the mic. So to say. Well, I don't know. That's only I've I've only heard that from them. We should ask uh, Ryan and, they, and them because I've I've uh, Ryan. I feel like would say something. Yeah, and I know I would say something. Right, and see, like they all use. I'm pretty sure Total Beaches. So I'm wondering if it's a thing, a compatibility exchange in between the Turtle Beaches and the Pro and the Golds. That, I wonder if it's just the quality I don't think of the that's Turtle Beaches. Technically possible, but I don't I don't know. It may be the the how much of the I don't know that just. It just I don't know if it's the quality of the Turtle Beaches or what, but yeah, we, to not want to play, we definitely need to ask Ryan or John or Josh. Yeah, I mean, just to if, see. Uh, see I've not heard that many complaints, but I'll say this. I don't play online just a massive amount, so it doesn't matter to me that much. I like the headphones for when I'm playing games like Hellblade and stuff like that because they functionally have better, like, even in Monster Hunter, when cutscenes would come and y'all were kind of talking and I was like, I don't want to have to yell at them to shut up because we're in a party chat and it's not, I mean, yeah. I, I, if I wanted to hear, I shouldn't have gotten a party chat, or if I was going to be a dick about it, you know. Right. Uh, but what I do instead is I'll just use the rocker on the front that lets you adjust your um, See, I still your, need to your get... party chat and audio chat yeah. uh, levels, and I'll just boop, 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 real is quick. Is it chat that's on the bottom, or is it game that's on the bottom? It's towards look. chat on the bottom, towards game on the top. Okay. So if you if you click the upper one, you're going more towards fading the game's audio to right. be prevalent, and then if you go the other way, you'll hear more of the chat. And then the back one's just a volume. And the back general. one's yeah, general volume. Yeah. So I use that all the time. I love the, no. the I love the headphones for the features that they support. Yeah, they just sound, that they alone. sound good. And when you use games that if you actually have the game and you tell it to, that you're using headphones, it sounds even better. There are better sounding headphones. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. Right. But with the way those work, the way they look, and the way they feel, they are comfortable. They are one of the only headphones I've had that uh, you remember those ones I had that were the uh, Afterglows. Yeah, they yeah. sounded better. Not a massive amount, but they did sound better. I am but they so were shocked. Extremely I'm so shocked by that because I used to have a pair for those for three sixty. Well, those were a hundred dollars too. Remember? Yeah, mine were too. Mine were, mine were accidentally clearance out by Walmart, and they had the remember they had the headset that you could pull out and angle. That's and all. Yeah, back yeah, in, that's all which, mine was. I mean, but the whole it hurt my head like bad. Yeah, I think the I most had a big head. I think the most comfortable pair of headphones I've ever had were those um, Logitech G 
933s or whatever they're called. They're mm-hmm. really cool ones that glow. We got in Hot Springs that mm-hmm. one time. Do you not that, still, what happened to them? No, I still have them. I just... Um, they didn't work with your PS4 exactly like you wanted or what? No, 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 they did. Uh, I just need to get a new... What it really is is I need to get a new braided cable because I played with the USB cable and not the headset cable um, because every now and then it would either cause... I don't, I don't remember if it was you that pointed out, or it might have been Joe, but if I touched the USB cable, it would be massive feedback in my, in my oh, like, on the other end. Feedback or like a ground? Because like, that's not uh, feedback. That's a, that's a, that's a ground it was, problem. It wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a ground problem, they said. They said it sounded like massive tearing, which could be a ground problem, but it yeah, sounded like, yeah. okay. They sounded like my, it sounded like my voice went up really high real quick in volume, and then all of a sudden it cut to a tear, and it sounded like my voice was skipping. Which oh, is, I don't know. That might have just been. If I plugged it in with the with a with a three point five, yeah, it'd be fine. No, no. 3.5. Oh, okay, okay. The USB was the problem. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So I just really need to get a new braided. That uh, wasn't ground like problem. Like I don't a, know what that was. I just need to get like a new ten foot braided cable. Right now they're hooked up to my PC and I use them while playing PUBG. But oh, who knows? Um, yeah, totally recommend the golds. Whether you get the new ones or the old ones. Yeah, because you know, even the hinge cables, I never fold mine ever. But I have a friend uh, who. He, Devin, I was asking him. He said he had them. He's had his. He has the exact same pair as I have. They came out when Uncharted 4 came out. He's like, I've had these since then, and I fold them up all the time. He's like, my hinges haven't broke yet. Yeah, and see, I, I don't fold mine up either. I have had mine folded up once or twice before, just kind of on accident, like where I'll pick them up, and they'll fold one in. I'm like, might as well fold them up and put them over here now. Um, and I, I've done that a couple of times, but most of the time I just take them off and I lay them on top of my tower of games. Yeah. My games tower. But Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't think it was that big of an issue, but the redesign does look nice. To be fair, oh, it does look really really good. It looks it looks closer in design to the uh, well, there were platinums. Well, there was another another um, platinums that looked amazing. It wasn't the regular ones. It was a brand. I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna go on to the next one real quick while you're looking that up. Uh, Sony have confirmed the more new features are likely, maybe even all of the new features for System Update 5.50. Uh, users will be able to implement playtime management across sub accounts uh, to help control the length of time that kids or whatever you want to, whatever sub accounts you have can play before losing access to the games and the console, uh, which is interesting, at least from a parental guidance standpoint, like letting them do that uh, on their own. Uh, let's see. Another change is in the library where a new tab will be added that separates all games you've gotten from uh, free from the PS Plus uh, monthly games into a separate section from your purchase list, making it easier to know which games are tied to your subscription. Uh, the quick menu is seeing a couple of enhancements with the ability to see which friends are online by pull down menu. You can make a custom friends list, so I can specifically be like, I want to see if they're on pull down menu this list. That's cool. all these friends are on. And another thing you can do is when you're in that quick menu, you can hit triangle and it'll instantly go whoosh, like right now on the beta. I haven't made a custom list, but I can hit triangle and it'll, it'll automatically flip to only the people that are online. Oh, that's super cool. That, that kind of reminds me of how 360 was. That way it doesn't have to show me the people who were offline. Yeah. So. That's really cool. I like that. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, another quick menu enhancement uh, will be that there will be volume controls and stop and pause controls for music in the quick menu now. Uh, there will be a button that you hold, and then like, you can hit buttons to turn it up or down or play and pause, depending on if you're listening to it from USB or if you're listening to it from Spotify. Huh. Uh, that's one of the ones. I don't listen to music on my, PC, on my console while I'm playing because of the fact that I don't use Spotify. Uh, and that's the only one that's supported. I really wish they supported Google Play because Spotify works so flawlessly on PS4. I wish you supported Google Play too, but that's just because that's where my subscription lies. <laughs> yep. Uh, and see, the last things uh, are that you will now be able to add custom wallpapers via USB. Uh, and lastly, PS Now will now support background music when streaming. Um, 
Which is kind of interesting because, you know, one of the things on PS3 was that you couldn't play games with music playing like the 360 could, um, which never bothered me necessarily. And some of the games where you'd really want it tended to include it in some way, like um, Midnight Club Los Angeles yeah. on the PlayStation 3 had it to where inside the game you could click in and you could play songs that were on your console from within the game. But the game made it to where it could use that feature. It wasn't a console-wide feature. Yeah, like but, I think I think a Grand Theft Auto game had something like that on 360. I think Grand Theft Auto 4 maybe, or maybe even a Saints Row game. Where, I think it was Saints Row, actually, where you could actually have like a USB plugged in and it can play it off your USB into the game, which was really cool. For like When you hop in a car, it'll play your, your, your playlist and oh, other games. That's kind of interesting. Like Only specifically when your music would be playing or whatever. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Anyway, that's all for that one. The um, and that's the goal. That's the headset I was talking about. It's the Sony or it's the Pulse Elite Edition wireless studio headset. They're two two twenty. Those look so, good. Those uh, look really good, actually. Their battery's running low, but it's plugged in. The little charge lights on too. Somehow it, my charger got unplugged. Is it? It looks like it's charging. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'll go ahead and hop into the uh, weekly. Um, Wow, I can't even think of what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Weekly Ask Us Anything, where once a week, and we're going to start getting better about it. Otherwise known as Reader Mail. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, we're going to start getting better about it. We're going to try to publish it on Thursday nights, and then we'll have all the way, you'll have all the way until like Saturday afternoon uh, to, uh, to get them in, and then that way we'll have them all on there. And then... If we're having it on Friday, we'll have them on Wednesday. So we'll have a good good amount of time to get them in there. Um, but we have a good amount. Yeah, I'm going to hit we the have- ones real quick before we get into Twitter. Well, actually, before we, one of the things we'll talk about from Twitter is that our boys in Sinanigans and Such asked when they would be able to come mess around on the podcast. One-third of Sinanigans and Such has now done that Yeah. <laughs> uh, as of this episode. And otherwise, I do think that would make a really interesting uh, bonus episode. So we'll figure out a day, but we'll do that. They have some weird, like, I just think, if nothing else, we've talked about it. What they do is interesting to me because I don't actually care for wrestling, but I think it's actually a brilliant idea. When yeah, it's, when it's a, executed well, I'm not a fan of wrestling at all. But the way they, it's basically them commentating over um, the game playing against itself in wrestling. Well, now they control the fights. They do the fights themselves oh, uh, that cool. way because AI wasn't smart enough to do stuff. So they're evolving in ways that I think make sense. That's good, and they're going better about being able to do voiceovers or characters and stuff. And since the games let you make custom characters, you can make your own wrestling league with your own people. You can use official people or completely unofficial people. It's a weird name. It's a weird thing that they do as a grand scheme of things, but I do generally like it. And I think it's a cool idea, even though I don't actively watch it mainly just because I don't know anything about wrestling. So it doesn't mean much to me, but I've watched here and there and I, they have been doing good improvements. So that's cool. Uh, so we will have them on to show some of their stuff. They are also working on a board game, which uses anime characters, which is weird. I don't really know what you doing. Saul can't get back into your computer. Oh, the caps lock. I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, real quick, though, a couple of the ones that didn't come in on the specific um, tweet because of the fact that we sometimes post it so late. Had a couple of people message us in. So uh, Mr. El Tabib, who we always end up getting at the end of the episode, so good to do it early this time around. Uh, he asked, hello, Brett and Saul. Question for this week. Do you guys have in mind a game series that have overall in, that has overall improved with each iteration, even if it's a small one? Some game series stop at a certain point and others succeed and then die off for um, after a certain number, uh, which, I mean, you know, there's plenty of games do that, even though they've 
stopped doing that near as much these days because they want franchises to last forever. Um, uh, and do you think that games series in general will die off as more and more games are heading to games as a service route? Thanks to keep up the great podcasting. Thank you, El Chabib. Thank you for listening. Uh, every week, uh, let's see. A game series that has overall improved with each iteration. The Elder Scrolls. There, see, there, there's arguments to be made from nope. some people. Nope. They no, have, no, I mean, they have, I, I'm they have nostalgia problems. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. But there are arguments to be made from some people that that Oblivion is objectively better. Oh, um, well, see, the, here's the thing, though. It's like, I think that, too. But I'm not going to say that Skyrim didn't improve things upon that Oblivion did. Well, there's people that, but, you know, I guess what he's saying is like, oh, see, so you got to stop erasing crap. I hate when you do that. Now I can't get it back. Bam, it's back. <laughs> Control Z. Uh, uh, but he just said but look, improved. See, so, with, he just said overall improved, and that's that's what it is. That Skyrim, you can easily argue that Skyrim's lore and all that stuff is not as good as Oblivion's, and I agree to that. But I would not say that the combat, the the crafting, every other aspect of the game is better. In yeah, Skyrim. and, and there are people, and, I, and I'm, I agree. And actually, I even agree that I think the lore is sometimes told better in Skyrim. I think even the missions the, in Oblivion and stuff were way better, and they told the story way better. Than Skyrim did. I don't know. I mean, I haven't played Oblivion in a while now, and actually, I, I, I played either. Skyrim much more recently. So maybe it's just that. Um, but I think that's that's a good answer. Uh, I think one answer too that I would give uh, is Sly Cooper. I think that every Sly Cooper game has gotten better in ways that that matter. My favorite Sly Cooper game is two from a specific story t- uh, standpoint, but every game has gotten much better uh, mechanically speaking, the way the world works, the way how big it is, like scope, size, everything is always done for the better. Uh, so story being a little bit different, I'm still going to account that there's more better in every game than there is that I would consider even minutely worse. Um, that's a good answer for me. I mean, I, I stand behind that. Though I do think, you know, you said no matter how small they are, I think there are games that do tend that are very small that tend to get better with each one. Yeah. Uh, but one example of a game that a series that I think should have done really well, but kind of flips it to where it actually got worse as soon as it, it, it didn't even start. As soon as the first sequel happened, I was like, well, this wasn't as good. Was the Rayman series that they started with the UB art style. So the oh, first yeah. one was Rayman Origins. Rayman Origins is almost a flawless game. I then, love that game. What it was is the Legends? Legends, yeah. And I the problem is up. Legends like kept the idea moving forward, the art style and the general gameplay, but then they're like, we're going to make these rhythm style levels. And I'm like, I just, they're trying to do too many things at once. And, yeah. it, just, and it detracts from what I love so much about Origins. So I would much rather myself go back and play Origins because it fits more into what I want from a platformer and what I feel like most people want from a platformer. If you're going to make one that has a lot of these rhythms, rhythm segments, then why not just make it a rhythm platformer the whole way through? Right. It just felt weird and jarring when you had to do these levels and they're timed and everything has to happen in certain orders, which is not a problem, but that's normally what you do with like Endless Runners. And they've made Rayman Endless Runners that were good because they were, from start to finish, this idea. We're going to Endless Run. This is what we're going to do. Rayman Jungle Run I talked about, uh, I'm pretty sure, when we were talking about phone gaming. Yeah. I love that game because, from start to finish, it was trying to be one thing instead of trying to do multiple. Now, most people love Legends, so I know I'm in a minority in there, uh, but I think Origins is the better game, and I think sometimes series do that. As soon as they start, they start to get worse, and then some games, like Assassin's Creed, just ride a wild wave because of the development cycles they hit with different teams doing different things, so they iterate in different ways. Um, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think Uncharted there's an argument for, because besides the the story and characters in 4, even though they were good, Everything else about that game was better 
to me. I had you know the stealth editions were good and well you know they really well, kind of needed to be I w- there. I would say playing one, two, then three that, that you it, saw a yeah, yeah. There was a there was a good gradual change as they get as so. they kept on going. Yeah, good question now. Thank you, LGB. All right, uh, Mr. Liam Wilhelm, who finally got to write in, uh, he was saying he always misses it, which I know a couple of people do. So while we are working on that, uh, he says, when a game presents a character creation mode, do you make yourselves someone you know, or is it an original design? Saul, go ahead. I make what I think I would like to be in that world. So basically, I play God to what I would like to look like in that game. So basically an original design, but possibly sometimes inspired by you? Yeah, yeah it's an original design based on how I want to look and, and then common fe- uh, like features. Like Obviously, I'm not going to make my hair some weird color unless it's... I've, I've actually done that once or twice in Skyrim. Because normally in Skyrim, I'll do like a high elf, which... I'll do a high elf with like really cool silver hair. Yeah, well, that's, then, how I that's, not, that's how I would be, or how I wanted to be in that game. Well, yeah, uh, sure. Those that race also normally has the crazier color hair. Yeah, you know? and then in Monster Hunter, I'm pretty much the number two generic white white guy because that Monster Hunter kind of with their character creations weird. I mean, I did a little bit more than I normally would. I almost did just name my character Anthony Padilla and roll through like I did in the beta yeah. because I thought it'd be funny. Oh. Uh, but I decided not to, and I, I dove in. I'm a little more weird. We've talked about this plenty of times. Ninety nine percent of games that have a character creation, I don't even bother because yeah. I'm like, you normally cover it. Definitely in a lot of the games I play, where you have it, which are like RPGs, I like I don't see my face or anything anyway. So why does it matter what I look like? Uh, Bloodborne never once bothered to care what I look like because you put stuff on, bam, can't even see. I didn't, yourself. I didn't, I did it for Bloodborne and Dark Souls three on PS four and stuff, but I just, I just kept with the default uh, Dark Souls three character on the PC run that I'm doing. Yeah, I just don't... Uh, it's a, it's a, I don't want to say a waste of time. It's just not something that's important to me. In those I games, know people who absolutely love it. Like, I do not care in the slightest that you get to make what your character looks like in Far Cry 5. I think that's oh, unnecessary can? and pointless because it's a first-person perspective. Can? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. You don't see yourself ever I mean, that yeah, I know I, of. I now, I, maybe you see yourself a little bit, but well, I don't care. I, well, I, think, I always like the idea of it being a story about a specific person that is changing in this one. The, the, the setup is going to be that you're the sheriff's assistant no matter what, so it doesn't matter what you look like. Necessarily. I get that, but I do. I've said plenty of times I like original designs because there are liberties that they can make that they can call back to, um, like say God of War. If God of War, you could have made your own character and Kratos wasn't the person, then you there, you really can't have this backstory to where, say you make somebody who's extremely tan. Well, one of the coolest parts of God of War's stories, and this is from the first one, it's not even going to count as a, story, a spoiler, Kratos' skin is so pasty and white because the ashes of his wife and child have been melded onto his skin by like a what you would basically consider like a witch of that time period. Right. So it was almost like a symbol for him, like, you know, to always remember what he's done. And I like that idea. And one of the things I think they're going to play off of on the new God of War is the fact that Kratos, and you saw it in the newest trailer, where so far in the game you've always seen his arms covered. Right. And then at one point in time in the trailer, you could see that his arms were uncovered, and you could see where the chains Chain were, and he's wrapping it back up. That is something that they can call back to and say, hey, here's the reason for this. If you can make your own character in God of War and all of them so far, that cool little nod back to what he has lived and has done wouldn't be possible because there's too many options. Well, yeah, that's that's that that, that though that it makes sense because it's a franchise involving a franchise character. Well, yeah, but I even think from the first game, whenever it wasn't a franchise yet, it's like here's one off game. Let's just yeah, say God of War had a one off. Yeah, but they're spending you know the first two hours of the game setting up the character. 
That's and, the but, thing. And I think but like, in Far Cry, they don't really do that. They kind of just well, they, they do. In the first game, they set up the character. There's a reason why. So first game, I'm sorry, three. Uh, the first game of this specific say, two style. didn't do that at all. Basically, uh, well, two, two, three. two did. You're a doctor. You have malaria that plays yeah, into what no, you're I'm doing. Yeah, I'm talking about like a backstory, like where you came from and all that stuff. That got well, a word. It doesn't always have to be a backstory where you came from, but there's things they can call back to that are interesting but from a mechanical standpoint. That, that all can stay the same, but like a lot of people, they'd rather make their own character to kind of more so relate to the person. Maybe the, they, you know, they want to add customization. That I'm weird in that. I'm not saying that yeah, I'm by any like, standard, but there are people I know who won't play games if you can't make your own character. And to me, that's ridiculous. That, that is ridiculous. I see. But I'll I, play games that you get, that you have to make your own character. Unless it's like a, it looks like. Unless it's a franchise game, like that's obviously gonna have sequels and stuff. Like well, see, I like, wouldn't mind. None of them have sequels in the traditional sense for Far Cry, but like three. It didn't go a huge deal. You don't know who exactly you are, but you know you're this guy who's on vacation. No, and that's kind of cool. That's vague. See, yeah. that's setting it up. Now, you could do that with any character, but it's a lot better to be like, well, he already has an existing girlfriend. We're going to cast this character. If you make yourself a girl, now are they going to go in and redo this character that they've given their own traits and features and personality and flip it to a boy? Because now that boy will most likely need to have different traits, different personality, and possibly a different look. All those things affect the way the game's designed to an extent. Yeah, but I mean, if they if they're gonna make that to begin with, they would have done. They would have. They wouldn't have designed the game in that sense. Yeah, of course. But that's I like that because that's something that's small, like uh, Far Cry Four. You being Ajay and having you know the the whole point of why you're coming is that you're bringing your mother's asses back. There's a there's an important reason as to why you are who you are and what you are. Who you are. So why would you need to look that? Why would you need to control how you look in that situation? I don't know. I also don't like the idea of being this extremely important person, but some people like the idea of making your guy like a weird crab claw man with red skin and blue. I, man, you know I saw the funniest picture earlier. I'm going to pull it up real quick. Go ahead and read that last one. I got to pull it up because it, boy, did it make me laugh. It did not look real. Okay. Look, uh-uh. I think you'll like this one. And we have, we've talked a little bit about how we love soundtracks and stuff. Uh, but Admiral Austin, our friend Austin, uh, Jonathan Austin. Hey boy. Uh, he up, says, man? here's a two-part question for you guys. What's your favorite game soundtrack? Uh, and second question is, if you had to pick a theme song that represents your gaming personality, what would it be? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even look real. That looks like a Photoshopped image of a, of a person, like a painting. That's a, real, that's a real person's character in Monster Hunter. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, as far as like favorite soundtracks, I'm definitely going to say Nier. Uh, Nier is up there, and so is Kingdom Hearts. Okay, so for the longest time, Kingdom Hearts kind of held that reign for me, though there were other games with pretty soundtracks. Um, but the, when I finally got around to the first Nier, the first Nier kind of held it because it uses such interesting ideas in the way they do stuff. And I like the idea of a soundtrack that uses a language that, for some reason, it, it's like it resonates with me. I have no clue what they're saying, but it's, it, ha- it adds this weird emotional sense to it, even though it's a language that's completely made up. <laughs> Uh, and then they carried that forward in Nier Automata, and I think Nier Automata is the pinnacle of it. It has callbacks to the original Nier, uh, which is just nice for people who did play it, but it also has a lot of things that are widely wrapped into what Nier Automata is doing in and of itself. And it has things that make you feel so epic, and things that make you feel so sad, and things that just make you feel like happy sometimes, kind of angry at times. Like You know what I mean? The game plays on your emotions with the music better than a lot of games for me personally. Now there are games that I know that people mention all the time. I have not played. So I, I, you know, within what I've played, this is it. Uh, a lot of people talk about persona five, but kingdom hearts is another one. I've always loved the Utah, Utah, the Hikaru yeah, songs, really good. specifically hers, but I also have always loved, um, uh-oh. Sorry okay. about that. Man, this is the episode of as many technical problems. I've never stood up. More it always happens. Episode. I have to edit the episode too. That's because that's because the episode loves you. Saw it. Knows that it does. Down inside. So I don't know. That's mine now. 
thought, what's what's your favorites near as well now? I was going to say near Kingdom Hearts, Halo, Final Fantasy. Those pretty much are the set. Okay, yeah, I like anything that uh, to me, uh, you know, whatever. Um, I know it, and I, I'm, I'm losing my mind now. Um, Sashomaru, uh, whatever, isn't it? Um, For near? No, Kingdom Hearts. Um, Yoko Shimomaru. Shimomura. Oh, um, see, I didn't. He's heard, the I, one who did. I was excited to hear her come back for Final Fantasy 15. Um, that was one of them. Uh, she, that I was glad because we you know it was originally going to be her. I figured because she likes to work with Nomura. Uh, but as soon as they were talking about her coming back and staying with the game, even though Tabata took over, I was excited about that. Uh, but saw a harder question: What is the song that actually wraps up what you would consider to be your gaming personality from a theme song? And I'm going to go wide because he did not specify game song. So he sure didn't. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Trogdor from Guitar Hero 2. Beautiful. Yep. Trogdor is good. Uh, Homestar Runner good. also. We, we got to throw the original. Out there. Yeah, original place of Trogdor. Mm-hmm. Not not from a game, but from Trogdor a was a series. And he was a dragon man. Yeah. Or maybe he was just a dragon, but either way. <laughs> <laughs> the game is super hard on Guitar Hero 2. They made that game unnecessarily hard for what it was. Uh, but what yeah, about you? What, what sums up you? <laughs> If you um, haven't listened to it, it's T-R-O-G-D-E-R or D-O-R? D-O-R. I'm pretty D-O-R, sure, yeah, Trogdor. Yeah, Trog, um, Trog, yeah, Trogdor, not Trogdor. It's, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> I love that song. It's just, it's so funny. It I'm is. glad it was a bonus track in, in uh, Guitar Hero 2 for those of yeah, you who that's, didn't that's, that's know it. what game it came from or, you know, didn't follow Guitar Hero, though. I think most people at some point in their life have played Guitar Hero. Um, mine, to no surprise at all, uh, just the one that always has lingered with me, and I feel like it ties into what I like so much about games, um, is like a, always like really kind of weighty and emotional stuff that bleeds through to everything in my life. I like extremely emotional music and stuff like that, and also metal. I mean, I don't know whatever evokes an emotion in me. But uh, Sanctuary, Kingdom Hearts two, that's that's that's, me. Yeah, that's a good song. That's me. That's I, I I love it. It gets me hyped. That's like you know whatever it is. I just listen to that song. I'm like this song is so good. And every sense, it's a song that is beautiful when it's playing in the game and you're watching that cutscene. It's cool to just listen to in and on your own. You know. Really cool. So uh, we have a couple more questions over here on Twitter side of things for Reader Mill. Well, we have Maddie, not Matt, or Matt, not Maddie. Uh, he says, "Have you ever had a period where just not bothered about games or playing them? If so, how long did it last?" For me, it was like a year, and it was—I've said it before on the podcast—but it was in between the 360 and PS3 era to the PS4 era, where I got really sick of PS or 360 stuff. Nobody played anything anymore. I was really bored with it. Sold a lot of my games, got a PS3, Demon or not Demon Souls at back then, but I got like Uncharted, Metal Gear Solid 4, um, hmm. Got a couple other games I can't think of right I now. I can't remember what else you got either. I remember that you got Dishonored. Yeah. Um uh, maybe. I don't remember if you had that, but you had a little stack. You had you had a little stack. So Yeah, and uh then the whole getting into Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, Dark Souls, all of that. You were so late to it, yeah. I, I was, I was so late to Demon Souls. I wasn't late on Dark Souls Two because that game had just come yeah, out. You like got it six at launch, months. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh yeah, so yeah, yo, you we, played we, it right after. We found the we collector's edition, yeah, at GameStop one night. Came in that really cool statue too. Yep, I still got, still got that statue. Really, really cool. But what about you? Have you ever had a break? <sighs> okay, so I didn't get to just play games willy-nilly when i was a kid because i couldn't afford them we always played them but we it, you know we also played around a lot so there'd be two three weeks at a time i wouldn't play games but we'd always have a console at least and we could play them when i finally got to a point where i could afford to fund my gaming hobby 
that's when it became a real hobby for me. In high school, it was there, and I loved it, and I enjoyed it, but I always had to borrow stuff, and, and we did a lot of skateboarding and stuff like that. I had other activities, and I, I like playing music, so I do a lot of that. So while we gamed a lot, uh, it was kind of going into my junior and senior year when I had a job and was working that we got really heavy into I, – I was like, okay, now gaming is a hobby I've always wanted it to be for myself, right? right? Uh, and ever since then, I mean – I guess I have enough other things to distract me enough, but I would never go more than like, you know, a week without really playing something. And that's carried all the way through up until now. Like, you know, there was a couple months back on the show where I just didn't feel like playing anything because I, I think it was that I didn't have anything that was just pulling me enough. Yeah, it was that weird like But it was like a two-week period, and I still tried to play stuff, and I normally would play something. It just, I wasn't pull, I wasn't feeling that gravitated towards it. Yeah. But that's probably the longest break I've ever had. And, it, and I still honestly, like, you know messed around in games i just wouldn't play very long like i'm doing right now like where i can't quit playing and every night i'm like i want to play monster hunter yeah. Sorry, i just need to go to sleep you know yeah monster hunter was definitely one of those that like started out slow sure kind of started out almost in a negative experience i remember playing with blaze but like this is too handholdy this is annoying it's clunky but it's still fun and then once you get past that four hour tutorial mode and getting used to the game opens up to be a great great experience yeah Richard Rivero says, was there only was there any video games that made you cry? I never cried, but came pretty close to the innings of Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core, and The Walking Dead Season 1. So, uh, Crisis Core actually hits it on the head. I teared up Cr- at the Crisis end Crisis Core is a really good answer for that yeah. question. So, I mean, like that's one of the ones. Now, I think there are other ones. The Because I was young, too, and like, you know, you're in that teenage emotional state. When I first beat Kingdom Hearts 1 all the way through... Um, I don't know why it just hit me. I think it was also that it was. I'll tell you the the story of me coming to that game, uh, like, and it wasn't all out crying, but there was like you know it was like a kind of emotional welling up. Yeah. Um, and it was just because of like the whole situation with Sora. There's a lot of really good parts in Kingdom Hearts One uh, that they do really well, and it's also part of why I've always loved soundtracks. The music comes together in such a way that the whole moment is just like resonating with you. Uh, but right. there are games, I think, uh, Nier Automata had me welling up at a couple points. Pretty sad. The original Nier, definitely. The original Nier is, is a very, very touching story, and it's done in such a weird way that it's more funny as I've been replaying it since I've been a father. It pulls me even more. Kind of like I talked about with The Last of Us, because the scene in the beginning of The Last of Us that I knew was going to... I mean, it's not really a spoiler at this point, but about you know the first 30 minutes to an hour of The Last of Us, there's something that happens that is extremely you well done. You said the done. first, right? Huh? You said the first? No, no, that's not the first one that did it for me. No, I said like the first part of the first. Yes, yeah, okay, the, okay. the very beginning of okay. The Last of Us. Okay, I get you. 30 minutes to an hour in, depending on how quick you were moving around the stuff. Uh, there's a scene that happens that sets up the whole tone of the game. Right. And it sets up realistically the entire game. Like, yeah. Because the game is, of course, about this you know post-apocalyptic whatever because of this virus thing, but it's really about these characters. Yeah. And about what the world's done to these characters. Uh, and that scene sets it up, and that scene, even the first time around, made me tear up and made Hannah legitimately cry. And it made... So many people I know who didn't even game or anything, they just watched it, and it's an emotional scene. It's extremely well done, and it goes to show that games can be much more than what some people think they are. Um, but yeah, there's a couple games. I think those are definitely there. Um, there's some stuff that... There, there's just some scenes that happen in, in some games, like uh, there's some stuff that happens in God of War 3 that, again, welling up a little bit, where 
I don't want to spoil too much, but there are games that do it. Now, Final Fantasy Crisis Core's ending, extremely well done. I mean, yep. it's it's one of those things where I find it funny because I don't even love Final Fantasy VII that much, but the ending of that game makes me want to go and play Final Fantasy VII as soon as I'm done, even though I think that Crisis Core is a much better game. I don't know. It's weird. Good question. Last up, we have No Fate. He says, I know you're a bit of a trophy hunter, so here's the PS Platinum's, or so how's the PS Platinum Trophy Awards working for you? I've not heard any more about them since announced for America only. I don't think that's over here yet. And if it is, it's part of the credit card, isn't it? No, no, no. It's part of you have to have a Sony's rewards account. If you have a Sony rewards account, you go in and you have to activate the the quest or whatever they call it. And then as you earn, earn them, you get points. I've got. Uh, see, I, I don't. Really have you can only get so many that. a year. I haven't gotten the platinum one yet. I haven't gotten ten platinum since I've got the card and really started focusing on my Sony. So does rewards it tie your, Does it tie in your credit card? Ties into no, I mean it can, yeah. Your, your okay. credit card statue, but it also ties into your PSN. Anytime you buy something on PSN, which you buy a lot of digital, you get points, and you get a lot of points. So you need to be doing that. Yeah, I guess I need to join up real quick. So anyway, with that being said, uh, it's working in my favor, but not that crazily because I am also getting points for my normal purchases because I've started to use the PlayStation credit card as my main uh, purchasing. Wow, can thing. you have any worse of so. a website? <laughs> look at that! Like, look at the text on it. I can't like. Does it say Mitchell or Michael? Because I can't. I really can't read that right I now. Michael. Michael. I don't think it looks all that bad. But anyway, I can't tell that's a C. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. And then one of the ones that Josh Ayers talked about was Kingdom Hearts, but we've always we've already kind of covered well, what we gonna, thought about on that. I was so. going to use that as a lead into the main topic, and it is. He says, "Do you think Kingdom Hearts will release this year? I believe so, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was pushed." We mentioned it earlier in the episode, and kind of what we were wanting to do with this episode is one of the other news pieces that's been going on is actually the um, the piece. With Kingdom Hearts, obviously, just happened today. It's kind of why we pushed towards this. Um, we didn't know exactly what we were going to do, but as soon as Kingdom Hearts happened, it was like, oh, okay, now we kind of have something. We've been getting asked a bunch on Discord and just by people who we know personally in life where we think Kingdom Hearts 3 stands in a release cycle. And it's been all over the place, but when we finally got to 2018, there's a lot of people that still don't believe that. But where we stand on that as a whole... Is our, where we're kind of going with that as a whole is one of the other pieces of this last week was that Tetsuya Nomura mentioned something about Final Fantasy VII Remake and that they've updated Cloud's design from what we've seen so far, which hasn't been a ton, but uh, to be more in line with what he ex- what he feels like the original design was while still being a new rendition of it. Yeah. Um, and that one of the things he mentions like Cloud's a nerdy character, so he wants it to be you know or you know whatever. But he's like he's kind of a geeky character, kind of goofy. Like we want that to be on show here which is surprising because tetsuya nomura some people at least have said that he made cloud edgelord with his appearance in kingdom hearts one where he's all dark and oh, yeah. and then in um you know it was like that no too. nomura was also the director on um um what is the score no not crisis score what's the name of that movie that they did advent children advent children thank you uh, it's a good movie where too. In Advent Children, he's not really he's he's, he's super serious. Yeah. Know? Oh no, Advent Children was cool. I don't care what anyone says. I was. It was a fun the watch. Whole, the whole story of Kadage and all them becoming Sephiroth that was really cool. Yeah, interesting. Especially for like fifteen year old me or whenever that movie came out. Yeah, I was like, man, this is so cool. Yeah. I haven't watched it since then. Watch it be awful now, but I will still well, stand by the fact that I enjoyed it when it came. I out. I laughed when we went to Game Exchange the other day looking for a guitar. Uh, for Clone Hero, that there was like thirty copies of Spirits Within on the shelf. Oh, yeah, that movie's awful. Though. Yeah, it is. That, it, it, I've it watched is. that movie recently, and when it came, like, I watched that movie like two out, years ago for the first time. That movie's garbage. It's bad. Yeah, it's I mean, bad. I'm sure someone says the same thing about Avengers. Judge. That's fine. I just don't like it. Sure. Anyway, but, uh, so Saul kind of was like, you know, with all this going on, he kind of wanted to pull towards the idea that 
and cause I guess what kind of started it too is that I messaged Saul because he was he's been very adamant that it's not going come out this year. It's not. He originally like, did. I and really I, I really want it to. That's the problem is that I really 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 want it to, but. With what you were saying earlier about how like the first part of the game's like ninety percent done, there's no way they're getting that game out to us in October. I mean, there's two thirds of a game left. They need to they need to actually do. I don't know. So and, and, then, and how quickly does that second half come together? Well, I, I, don't do then, game, though, I don't do game development, so I really yeah, just don't know. Even then, though, it's just I, I want to keep it in the back of my head and be cautiously optimistic because uh, we are I think only it's in the second do, month of the year. Though. It's, think it's, about that too. No, I know it's still going to have eight do. months from now. How much work can they do in eight months? Probably a lot. Because oh, well, one, of the, uh, one of the other tidbits was that while the Osaka team, I'm pretty sure, is working on this game, the team from Tokyo has sent a hundred people to assist in development of this game. That makes me even more scared. <laughs> Why do they need all these people all of a to sudden? To hit 2018 release date. Oh, I guarantee I you that's what the uh, idea behind it is. Yeah. I, mean, I get being worried, but it's obvious that they are at least very behind the idea that they want to release this year. But the grand, the grand topic that Saul kind of thought of is that I said this morning with this, with there not only being a new trailer, but also the Utah theme song, which everyone's been, I, you know, people. Which I saw a link that said it's in English. Did you see that one too? Was an English variation of that song? The one I sent you was in English. No, 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 it's not. Unless I clicked on that and then it immediately clicked on another video by accident. Yeah, no, the one that it, it's in English. Is it? Yes. Very, I listened to that entire pretty. song, watched that entire video. Um, yeah, the one. I, unless I accidentally copied the, unless I clicked on something and copied the wrong one. But yes, I listened to the one that was in English. So my point being, with them showing all this, you know. I texted Saul and was like, do you still believe that they're not really, really pushing for a 2018 release with all this information they're giving and still wanting to put 2018 after it all? And he was like, I'm cautiously optimistic. And he it kind of led him to want to talk about, you know, and I get it. It's like managing your hype and expectation for games like this where you have Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was shown very little just like Kingdom Hearts was in the beginning. Um, and it's like a nebulous thing almost. It was in English, right? It was. I was just, I was so caught up in watching, like, I had to even sit there and was listening to lyrics, like, is this in English? <laughs> like, because her voice is so pretty, but yeah, I was too caught up watching the video to pay attention to any of that. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so, I don't know. So, where, where do you stand on this? If it's going to come out, it's going to come out in November, and then what's going to happen is... Well, is I mean, that, like, I mean, the managing expectations side of things. So, like, that's kind of where, um, you're the one who kind of threw this, and I like so, the idea, but I know it's because in your mind come, you feel like you have to keep all this under wraps. Like, not, well, no, and it comes I mean? from it comes from friends like Joe and my other friend Michael. They uh, they both are, what I would say, are on scale with being Kingdom Hearts fans, if a little not more than us, depending on the person. Um, and they both have no interest in playing it because it's taken so long to, you know, come out and stuff. And so, and I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned this, these exact two people before, uh, and I'm almost in the same boat where I have to keep my hype in check because if I'm excited about it too long, I'm just going to get bored of being excited about it or I'm going to be losing interest in it regardless. And you feel like that's going to affect the, yeah, the way well, that you feel about the final product? It's, well, it's dangerous to be excited for something for so long. And like, I think that was something that, like, I really was learned a lesson by uh, with Final Fantasy 15 was super pumped up for the game then get it and I'm just like meh like it's not nearly as good as it should have been for you know the time it came out I'll, I'll agree in with my, that I'll agree with that with, from the from the time that it was announced as Advent or from uh, as Versus 13 to the time it came out as 15 yeah like I told you and then Versus 13 was managed, roughly around the same time that the Bird by Sleep trailer came out for uh, it was 2006 Hearts. or 7 that they showed that uh, the Versus 13 very first which is roughly similar trailer. around Bird by Sleep well yeah that just that was the secret ending of uh, Bird by Sleep uh, 
No, the the Keyblade War thing, it was a secret ending of 2, but yeah, it led into being That's Birth right, by yeah. Sleep, yes. Yeah, and, and 2 uh, came out in 2005. Right. So, and you know. Birth by Sleep came out, what, 2009? 9 or 10, but I'm pretty sure 10. But uh, yeah, like, I remember sitting there watching it on the computer, the secret ending cutscene, the graveyard, uh, key, uh, the Keyblade War. Yeah, not recognizing that. any of the people made me know it wasn't 3. You know what I well, mean? Well, see, that's the problem. But I was like, what line. is this? I actually, not, no joke, because someone else said that, but it's easy to say that, right? Oh, it's the next game. I was like, is this going to be a movie? Well, no, the, the problem is, is this is following a trend of 2009 and 10 on YouTube, of which somebody would say, like, Iron Man 5 trailer. It'd be like a really poorly cut together scene of, like, other movies that have Robert Downey Jr. in them. It's kind of like that where they're like, Kim Hearts 3 exclusive trailer. And it's like, you watch it, you're like, oh my God, that's Kim Hearts 3, because you see Keyblades, you see all these characters, you see people wear the same kind of attire. Like that's actually well, I mean, you, you had never actually seen that armor until that until that. Well, I'm talking scene, about you know what I mean? Xehanort having the coat on. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Pretty much, pretty much organization coat at that. Point. Yeah, like really, really early style organization. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and see, and I get keeping your che- your hype and checking or something like that. But I knew I actually thought it was a movie. I was 15 though. Yeah, well, me and Trace, you know, Trace's friend Caleb was over at the house, right? And he knew I was a fan of Kingdom Hearts. He's like, "Did you see that? Go, that's Kingdom Hearts 3. I was like, "I said specifically Trace." Guy, I, I, was, like, I was 18. I was like, in 2009. <laughs> well, no, you would have seen the trailer in 2006 or yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm talking about when it came uh, out. Though. But yeah, back when the original game. But still, no. Whenever when the when the first trailer came out and Kingdom Hearts 2 came out and I beat Kingdom Hearts. Two, and then Caleb was like, did you see that secret video at the end of Kingdom Hearts 2? That's Kingdom Hearts 3. And I was like, no. and he said, it's called Kingdom Hearts 3, the Keyblade Wars. And I was like, no, it's not. I, I was like, it's just not. I like, uh, yeah. It's like, you don't see Sora, and there's no reason that within the realm of what this game is that that, that Sora will not be in this game. I was like, yeah. you know, and then I was like, what did you see in Dream Drop Distance? Not Dream Drop Distance, I'm sorry. Uh, but what did you see in um, Chain of Memories? In Chain of Memories, you saw new characters that you had no clue about. They had nothing to do with anything in the previous game. So I was like, what is going on here? I was like, I'm guaranteeing you we're seeing characters that have nothing to do with anything that's going to be a side game. Did I think it was going to be on PSP and, and have three stories? No, none of that. But I was like, this is either a movie that's going to explain what happened that led up to the events of this movie, or it's going to be a movie that's in the same world just for the sake of being in the same world, or what. But I was like, the fact that you don't literally recognize any of these characters besides what looks to be Roxas is confusing. Yeah. Well, definitely because I mean, you're watching, you know, you play Kingdom Hearts 2, and this is, you know, by the time that you finish Kingdom Hearts 2, you're like, that, that can't be Roxas. You know what I mean? Are you talking about... Um Ventus. Well, yeah. I don't want to say too much more outside of that for people that yeah. have played it. But my point being, you know, you're watching it, you're watching it, and you're like, there's no way. There's well, see, no way this is three. But I get being young, being, being susceptible yeah. to hype, well, not only being that, but told they were, by they someone that is Kingdom Hearts 3. And they all had, like, you, you picture, you're like, who are all these people? Is the Keyblade Graveyard got you super hyped because you're like, you're how are all these you're Keyblades? Like, you're like, is that Kyrie Sword and Riku all in armor? That's, that's what I would And I knew it wasn't because... How, though? Like, when you're that young... You see Aqua's blue hair. And you see her entire face. Oh, yeah, face. you do. Yeah, you do. I'm like, that's not Kyrie. Kyrie has red hair. Yeah. But, you know, we were super Like, it's excited. definitely not Riku. I, was like, I don't know who the hell uh, that is. But, yeah. you know, it's like a mean, guy with brown hair. That's not the, Riku. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my point. I, but I think getting told, see, it, it seems like you saw it being told it was Kingdom Hearts 3. I saw it just by myself and was like, that's probably not Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, and then from there, I just kind of went on. But... I mean, I get that. Final Fantasy Fifteen is a, a sad story of of them not being clear. I wish that they would have said, "Hey, this game is not the same game that's been being worked on as an actual product for ten years. This is a game that has gotten restarted and pretty much redeveloped in a two to three year period." If they would have said that, it would have oh, been man. fine. You know what I'm saying? Don't read this out loud, but that was my exact thought in the trailer too. Which one? This one, right? My thumbs next to the whole comment chain for that is hilarious. 
Is that for the trailer, the new one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's that, it's that, that, that's something I've, I, I, I thought of immediately. But um, now I was trying to go through there because somebody pointed out on the subreddit in the comments. Uh, of Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer? Yeah, in the trailer. That there's something crazy in the trailer that happens, and it's very brief. And they're like, did Square put this in the trailer purposely? And it's a part where Sora's eyes are green. And we don't know if if there is a thing to do with that or if it's because the graphics in this game are so good it's literally reflecting the color of green off the glass in his eyes. But we all know that Sora has very bright blue eyes. That's a good question. But we man. always know that Roxas has very kind of goldishy tint eyes, right? Is that, am I remember that correctly? I, you know what? I don't know. I thought Roxas But had blue I will eyes say, too. what color of eyes the organization 13 members have typically? Yellow. Because it's almost. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say much more because yeah, Roxas has blue eyes. Blue eyes I thought yeah. so. Uh, I don't want to say too much more because like I can't say all of Organization 13 now because that's a major spoiler. If I if I go back to a certain game, but like there's a certain character in the game that tried something who has yellow eyes, and of course, yellow and blue make green. Uh, who knows? But I'm about to say because look, Axel's got green eyes. Thora Axel confirmed. <laughs> but bam! <laughs> well, but yeah, you like, know, uh, okay, I can't say too much. Man, I really want to just do, yeah, a, I, I want to do a Kingdom Hearts spoiler episode so bad. You know what? We, I'll, I'll be down for that. Let's do that. Just do a separate episode where we just talk about Kingdom Hearts and what we love about it and everything that's going on with it. Um, but we also just need to open up that spoiler chat in the Discord that you still haven't done. You need to make me an administrator. I still don't know how to Lazy do that. Up. Like, I don't know if you could do that on phone. I, when I get home and I get on PC, I can try it. But Saul, what is your advice? Because here, I know don't, one don't. thing is, with your hype, I remember you let yourself get stupid hyped for No Man's Sky just to be stupid let down by No yep. Man's Sky. And that's, that's our and thing. See, it's like, and I know that, I guess. And that's why now I do not go into games with trailers. I don't go into games where really looking at screenshots of any kind. I mean, you got to watch enough to know that you're at least interested in that game. Well, no, like after, idea, I get, but... after I get a trailer in, like I did not watch anything more from Monster Hunter other than the E3 trailer. That was the only thing. That plus the beta was perfect amount. I watched the second trailer they did after E3 because the first one, I was like, I don't know, man. If it's still the same Monster Hunter that's been going on and it's not really that open, the trailer that really got me for Monster Hunter, because I was like loosely excited about I mean, like the then, PSX trailer. Even then, that Monster Hunter is still pretty. It's pretty much the same. Like the 3DS Monster Hunter is, va- is vaguely the same. It's just there's loading, there's loading walls. But not really, man. They've changed the design in this game, having a story. I well, I'm, like. talking about, I'm talking about the openness. Because I thought that's what you're critiquing it on. Because the no, openness no, 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 is no, no, really I mean, much the same. You get put in a big area, and then to go to a small area, there's loading screens. But it's it's relatively somewhat similar. I where mean, the area yeah, is but big, not really. Then, you're in a completely seamless world this time around. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the only difference is this game is different. It's more, it's more accept, it's more, um, it's more user friendly and user friendly, and uh, people can come into it a lot easier um, than anything else that's been done in the series so far, and they knew that, and they wanted to make a game that was good for people to come into and start on, but it was also good for people who were fans of the series. But see, that's a game that I didn't let myself get too hyped to for it either. The game's actually been an extremely pleasant surprise, because while I thought I would at least enjoy it, because I did enjoy the other Monster Hunter games, I just got tired of how repetitive they were. Yeah, they didn't, or like, bad the controls they, they, were. They kept making new games on the same handhelds, which is not an issue. I, I, I really did want one on Vita. Because my idea with Vita was like, well, at least it's a new console. Next-gen handheld at least gives them an excuse to actually have to try and push the, for- the series forward in some way that we've not seen yet, which yeah. is what World is. World is like, we've got to make changes. Right. We, we got Here's a big, seamless world. With the idea of a big, seamless world means that you can't switch areas to, ch- to drink potions. So now we're going to make sure we can drink potions while you're moving so you can try and be 
smart, but also get hit while you're drinking potions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's that was one of those things where I get keeping your hype under check, but I, I guess it's, I feel like you burned so, yourself enough times that yeah. you feel like you actually need to keep yourself in check. Well, not but, only that, but it's it's almost at the same time of like I don't want to be almost led in by either very smart at marketing sure. that doesn't pay yeah, off with a good game. Sure. Um, yeah, because like, okay, to no Man's Sky, World, World End was talking about that with Final Fantasy XV. While I don't completely uh, agree I, with yeah, him. I, I didn't read much of that because I was actually, I forgot, it, I it, it was sleeping. a private message to me. Uh, no. That that point, no, he said oh. he didn't like it, but he he didn't want to spoil it for anybody else, so he private messaged me, and I don't completely agree with his. Are you viewpoint. talking about how they said that uh, Final Fantasy fifteen had a lot of false marketing? Yeah, and again, like I said, I don't completely agree, but me being at least vigilant enough to know things about the story led me from getting my expectations too high. Okay. Whereas the thing that really let his expectations fly was the Omen trailer, the Bad Omens trailer, which was really well done and really cool. Is that the one where uh, Noctis was a kid? No, it's uh, not necessarily. It's the one where he's like riding on a train and like he's having like these weird, oh. like he looks and sees something. Yeah, that looks see, I good. watched every single, almost every single trailer up to a certain point. I'd see something funny, like I'd cut off. You were more excited about the game than I was, and exactly. I ended up liking it more than you. And yeah, it just ended up being a big old heap and pile of boo boo. And that is something. I'm not saying I don't let myself get hyped at all because obviously I think it's extremely evident that I'm extremely hyped for Kingdom Hearts three, and it's it's one of the games that I actually cannot bring myself not to feel this I wonder, way. I wonder. I wonder. No that, matter what I do, and this is one of the things I love about sequels is that when you get into a franchise like this, and or not, you know, a sequel, prequel, whatever. Whenever you get into a game that's part of a franchise, part of what makes it so good is like that like there's gonna be so much payoff in this game yeah some way some fashion some things are gonna start to make more sense because of the tie-in to what's going on before or a push forward to finally see this character arc end or whatever it be so kingdom hearts 3 is almost like it's tied in the nostalgia and i know that it's like part of my hype comes with the fact that the series has meant so much to me for so long. Yeah, and that's, that that's what I, it is, I, too. Like, I'm super excited to see, like, the, the, the uh, aerial summoning attack. Did you see that? Yeah, but that it was so amazing. Good. But and see, then, like, Final Fantasy didn't have that for me because while I played Final Fantasy forever, they're not linked. See, Every game's different. The issue, though, is, is that, that that's how it is for me, though, is that almost any time there's a Final Fantasy game of any kind, I get myself super hyped about it. I don't think I was probably the only person in the world not disappointed about playing 13. Like, I didn't play it in 13 at launch. I played 13 <laughs> by the time it had dropped down to 40. That's hyperbole, um, but you know. What? That you're the only person in the world that that actually enjoyed 13. I, th- I don't there, know there's if it a, is, though. There's a group of people. It's just there's a very vocal group like, of people yeah. who didn't. And I'm, not, well, and I'm I, one of those people. And the whole limit, you know, linearity uh, yeah. argument, that's, that's let's, let's be real, Final Fantasy X is pretty linear. But it, because of the fact that it at least tried making it look like it was open areas, yeah, it didn't but feel it's like still it. Not. Whereas like <laughs> thirteen forces you into these corridor looking things. Like so, not only is it linear, well, people it keep looks saying corridors, linear. but like thirteen's world was fairly open. Like it wasn't, and I don't well, mean like thirty late, hours in. No, well, I mean like later. I mean like, early, like I would early, say early, but like fifteen hours in. Early, you were getting was, into some pretty like. Oh, here's an now, actual. It's not sprawling, but right. visually sprawling. Right. But here's your path. Now, twelve was amazing in the aspects of open world. Like yeah, twelve, is, that's not, that's still why it's one but of my see, favorites. But that's why I go to. I think thirteen got so heckled because of the fact that it set up expectation, and 14? I get that. Fifteen, I mean, no, thirteen, oh, okay. because twelve, its predecessor, yeah, did what it should have done so much better in certain people's eyes. Right now, some people didn't like twelve, but see, well, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like. I know if people don't on like a franchise lightning. like Final Fantasy that's, that's always changing, like literally one will be completely turn based, right? Like uh, like nine and ten were, yep. And or then be some of them were active turn based, yep. Like, like Final seven. Fantasy seven was, and, and six. 
I think even eight was uh, oh no eight was not eight was traditional turn based if I'm not mistaken. But it was I'm it pretty did, sure. but that's not what I see, least take, and like, it made like. it made massive changes and liberties to the summoning system. So when you have a series like that, that literally no game is meant to be an exact se- a sequel to any other right. Game, it's hard to keep, except for the ones like yeah. 10-2. It's hard for a game to perform well enough because it doesn't have a yeah. Basis. Like, like two it, was good, one was good, and then Cherry Memories was good. Like and that's the most different one other than Dream Draw. Yeah, but see, Kingdom Hearts getting yourself hyped for something like. You, you can set more reasonable expectations I know, for Kingdom but Hearts. But that's the problem. But it's also dangerous. I'm too scared to do that because I'm worried. And like the, the whole thing is, it's like the, here's my thought process is that if I set an expectation, I'm going to be super excited for it. But if I'm super excited for it, I almost can't control it when like my hope goes up out the roof. So like let's say if I'm like, see this trailer today, and I was super excited to see it. But now, more so, I'm like, I can't wait for that to come out. I'm, I'm more realistic about it now. But if I was off the ball like I normally would be, I'm like, this game's going to be amazing. Can't wait for it. But the second it gets delayed, I'm going to be sad. And that's going to push me further away from the game instead of embracing it. When sure. it comes out and I'm sure. finally holding it, I won't believe I'm holding it until it's installed on my PS4 and I'm, I'm physically playing it. Like, I don't care if I have it in a disc. Just because the disc is in there doesn't mean that's what it is. <laughs> They're going to push the disc. Like, you, gonna, you bought the disc, but the actual game is a get big uh, Toy Story. 47 gig update that comes in two yeah. months. <laughs> I just, like, I, I will I will be happy when I physically have the game and I'm playing it. Um, I get that. And I'll be super excited on the night of release because I know at that point nothing could go wrong unless okay, so it like, ends. Two examples I have of, of, of being extremely hyped in ways that just I almost was like, oh my God, about. Right. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, when it finally got announced at E3 2013, I felt like I... That was last... No, two years ago. What? No. Kingdom Hearts 3. No, when Kingdom Hearts 3 was first revealed, where it was Tetsuya No More on a screen, and it was when Final Fantasy 15 was yep. re-revealed, right? That's right. It was a follow-up thing, so right? He goes, I have a special treat for you, right? And it's Final Fantasy 15. And you're like, holy crap. But it, it says Final Fantasy Versus 13, but it breaks the verses off and changes it to 15. Right. And I was like, But you didn't see Whoa, the gameplay right? for 3 then, did you? Well, you saw, you saw, the, you saw the beach. Yeah, and then the thing where you saw like him riding the Heartless right. wave when it was still going to be part of the Luminous engine. Yeah. But that's been 2013. That was E3 2013. The PS4. Seven years ago. Or nine, PS4 seven years wasn't ago, even or out five, yet. Five years. Yeah, the PS4 wasn't seven. even out. But that's my point. Is that like, it was super nebulous. But them talking about that. I literally felt my heart like stop because yeah, of how excited I, I was. Too. And me and Blaze. And then when was the Blaze first- wasn't with me for some weird reason? He wasn't with me, and we called each other instantly. Like, what the oh, dude? I couldn't control well, it. But you know, see, the only other moment that's really happened like that for me because that was just like I, I, I don't know. I guess I had remitted myself to being that. Because Kingdom Hearts 3 still hasn't come out, it's just never going to come out. Yeah. I guess in my mind, I was like, we'll just keep getting these cool side stories, and I'm okay with that. Well, like, in a, uh, uh, the thing for me, though, is that like the first time the gameplay trailer was revealed, two years ago, right? Or yeah. a year ago? No, two years ago. Okay. Ish, yeah. When they um, first started showing the Unreal Engine 3 gameplay. That's when I was getting super, super excited for it. But the thing with Kingdom Hearts is, is that it's a little different from Final Fantasy, is that they it's hard for them to mess up. They have to really, they have, if, you know, if you want Kim Hearts to mess up and really piss me off in three, give me a cliffhanger. I will not play the fourth one. Well, and, see, and it's not going to happen because ten, three, three, they've already spent enough time pushing down people's throat that this will be the end of it, the Dark Seeker it saga. It better be. And it better be no DLC coming after it to, to, to tie it up. It better not be like Final Fantasy 15 where they have to, to come Now, they did say up. this. They did say this. While this is the end of the Dark Seeker saga, there is no, they are not ruling out 
Sora and Sora in the gang continuing in other Kingdom Hearts. Stories. As long as they tie up, but it will not be everything they have now. Yeah, and that's I'll the plan. That's the I plan. want no questions asked when I with this game. I know a lot of people are because the Kingdom Hearts story is going to be confusing. <laughs> There's some like that. I really want to talk about the certain part in the trailer that happens. We'll talk so, about it here in just a second yeah. when we're done. Uh, but yeah, I mean. The other game that got me like that, because Kingdom Hearts 3 was so nebulous, I was like, I didn't, I guess I just let myself believe it was never going to happen. When it hit, I was, I literally was awestruck and I couldn't talk or anything. When I called Blaze, like, I couldn't even understand myself, much less, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I'm speaking gibberish right yeah, now. Yeah, because that trailer was sick looking. Uh, but then, I almost uh, wish- the other game that got me like that, as I guess I also, I knew that God of War was going to come back because Corey had let it slip on the uh, the PSX floor that one year when they did the God of War interview that they were working on a new God of War and then they cut the stream and like it was all sorts it of was stuff. Right, a big old accident. Um, so when that happened, I was like, okay, I know there's going to be another God of War, but I kept definitely whenever the leak started coming that it was going to be uh, Viking era and all this stuff. I was like, okay, I was like. My hype is not out of my, no. My hype's not out of the roof by any standard because I was like, it's going to be cool, it's going to be good, but it will be a new start. I was like, it'll be a new yeah. character. It'll be God of War in name only, right? That's what I thought. I was like, it'll be God of War, but they will be moving the franchise away. They'll, it won't be. It'll be, you know, it won't have anything to do with Kratos. It won't have anything to do with Greek mythology, whatever. But then surprise, and, and then <laughs> that's what got me. The reason I got so hyped at that trailer was when I heard and I knew, even though they changed voice boy. actors, it's like, boy, I was like. No. Yeah, that was. And then definitely when he walked out of the shadow and you saw, I was like, Yeah, you saw the stars and, and everything. See, and it, it, it flipped and like triggered in a good way. As soon as it did it, I, my height went through the roof and I was like, But see, after that moment, I was like, I'm only, I'm not excited about anything of what this could be. My hype literally just came from the fact that I do get to see Kratos' story continue. Yeah. Now. Anything past that, I'm like, this is new. My expectations are not through the roof. Was it a little weird that he's saying there won't be a jump button? Of course it's weird. As somebody who's played every one of the games and franchises, the jump button is like intrinsic to what you consider the God of War experience. But I also believe that they are the people making this game. And as long as it doesn't feel like it's missing from the game, I'm okay. Because there are plenty of games we play that don't have jump buttons. Right. As long as you don't feel like it's supposed to be there at all at any point in this, that's fine. If there's ever a moment where I'm like, a real a jump button would have been really nice here, then that'll be disappointing. But until then, it was only disappointing as a, as a, a, a instant, like, oh, man, instant reaction. But then I was like, but it's a different game. That's They're true. pulling the camera up. This is not near as arcadey, even though it's still very action-oriented. But keeping my hype in check is like, even Kingdom Hearts 3. There is every chance in the world that Kingdom Hearts 3 won't be near as good as any other ones. Will it be bad? Almost no doubt in my mind. It, will, it, it can't be bad. Yeah. But will it, will it exceed every expectation that's ever been thrown? Who the hell knows? But it doesn't need to, in right. my opinion. And that's why I'm like, hearts and that's what now that I know that 3 is coming and the hype, is just, the hype has died down for like what shot me through the roof and even today was that what shot me through the roof wasn't the hype of that the game's going to be so great, even though I think it will be. It's that... We are seeing more stuff. It's and we, we've Hearts. been talking about Kingdom Hearts so much lately that I was like, if we don't see anything, I am going to start getting a little that's worried. Thumbnail's going to be for this episode. <laughs> just a picture of Kingdom yeah, Hearts. Big, big Kingdom Hearts. So that's, but that's where I'm at. Like my, I guess my hype is, is, is contained by, think, by letting my initial hype do its thing right. and then leveling itself back see, down by going, it doesn't have to be amazing. The I, fact that this game is coming alone is amazing. I know. I said it before, though. It's like every time that there's not a trailer for like six months or whatever, we, it, it's gone black. That we can't, we don't know what's going on. That's when my hype dies down. And that's when I'm like, see, but like they've done is pretty there well. any point? They've it, done pretty well because we saw, we, we saw Toy Story, and that's, and that's been what, about five months ago now? 
Yeah, because we saw saw Toy Story. About about five months. We're we're getting to a point where we're getting we're getting fed information at a pace that I feel like is reasonable. Yeah, and if they keep this up without showing too much, and they always add these little clips of things that make you wonder about what's going on, that will keep you engaged enough to where you're not overhyping yourself. As long as you at least try and exhibit some form of self control, but it keeps you interested enough in the small bits that you're seeing to go, man, I can't wait for the next trailer to have that small cryptic thing that I'm like, wait, what? I really thought that the Heartless spaceship in the Toy Story sequence was Zerg's ship. Oh, yeah. First, it's purple and red. Yeah. But, oh, one last thing to talk about with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. They did confirm that gummy ships will be back, and there will be complete open exploration with them. That's that's what I like. That's what I want to hear. And there will be battles. So it's split into its segments. So you'll have that segment, and then you'll go into a battle mode when something comes up, and it'll like flip into battle mode. And I like the idea of that, too, because that makes the idea of using the gummy ships, it's the evolution I wanted. Right, yeah. Some people it's, said they didn't want no it at all, but I think no it needs it. King. <laughs> no, no, no Man's, man's Hearts. <laughs> that. Yeah, no man, no. <laughs> Regardless, yeah, no it's kingdom. exactly what I would have wanted from a gummy ship idea, and I hope it keeps arcadey because it's a good gameplay change. It is. It's super, thing, super easy and super simple. So, Saul, my advice to you is that. But do you have any advice to people that you feel like you've Just experienced keep, yourself? Keep them in check. Yeah, like don't don't let your hypes get out. Of, like don't let it get out of check. Don't spend days watching. Uh, trailers and stuff and try to overanalyze things. Don't like, binge anything. Yeah, that, I, I will say I, that. The only time that this has ever paid off in my life is Cloverfield. Back in like 2007 when they first released the, uh, the first trailer and I, and I know tons of people did this and can relate to this of spending hours on like IMDB and other message boards trying to depict what it was and it was so fun because of all the uh, viral marketing and there's a trailer uh, in the trailer uh, one of the people shouts, and it sounds like they say it's a lion. So, like, that was one of the things for the longest time that people thought Cloverfield was a Voltron movie. Oh, because, wow. Yeah. Or they thought it was a giant lion. So, like, it's super fun. That's the only time where I've, like, stayed on trailers and overanalyzed. But from now on, it's, it's pretty much I see a big trailer, and I judge, I'm going to get that game, like Monster Hunter. And then the beta came out, I played that, and I'm like, I know I'm going to get this game now. And then if a trailer comes out, and it's iffy, I'll watch a second trailer. Yeah, because sure. I'm iffy. I'm not overexcited like I was with Monster Hunter. Sure, sure. So that's pretty much. I, what I, I was try to do that within reason too. But like God of War, I haven't gone on my way to watch every God of War thing. But now when they show the God that's of War, that's why I didn't watch the developer when, diaries when they showed Hellblade. the new one. Yeah, and see, and I watched them early because I wanted to make sure the game was still coming because right. they they went so quiet on it. That I was like, oh, like, done. But I was like, Canceled. I hope this is cool, right? So I didn't watch every one of the developer diaries, but I did like the idea. I probably go back and finish them now because I know the game was good. Yeah, um, well, that's that's totally. But yeah, like common. see, God of War. Whenever it came back out, I said that it kind of got my hype back up, uh, and I, I've let it die down again. I know the game will be good. Also, Halo Four but, was one of those that like super into it, super watching trailers, and then it just fell flat. Like, the campaign was pretty decent, but then everything else was pretty bad. Yeah, well, it happens. So just don't... Hey, folks, don't get overhyped for games. Just (laughs) don't. Don't don't be Saul. Yeah, don't be me. But that's okay. I mean, that's cool. People get hyped. I get it. It's just keeping stuff under check is important in that case because... And that extends to outside of gaming. I should say don't get so hyped that you let yourself down. Like, keep your head clear and keep keep your expectations... Because it sounds crappy to say don't let yourself get excited for something. Yeah, you know? yeah. So just like, keep your expectations at a very smart level. Just don't don't let them go overhyped and then expecting the greatest game of all time. And because like I'm doing that right now with that Lost Soul aside game that's being that was the Unreal Engine game that 
kind of looks like it's inspired by Final Fantasy, but one man from China made it by himself up to that certain Never point. Never heard of this game. I will show you the trailer, and I'm pretty sure I've shown it to you, but I will show it to you. I can't I believe I missed it. it at PSX. I didn't even know it was there until a week later I came back and saw the update. I was like, oh, Lord. But, yeah. Hype is a hype is dangerous, but it's also a useful tool because hype oh, is no, what drives yeah. marketing. Yeah, you did show me this, but I think we talked about it on the podcast before. Yeah, it does look so. super good. Anyway, saw any last words for this as a whole? I think that's it. Okay, well, this has been Triangle Squared, episode forty-six. You know where to find us on Twitter at Triangle S Q R D. If you ever want to email anything to us, we are Triangle Squared Podcast at Gmail dot com, spelled out exactly like it sounds. And if you guys like wrestling and video games, give our give our friends shenanigans and such. A follow. Yeah, on give, go, go give him a, a, pan, a, a little gander. Go give him a peek. You'll see my like you'll, you'll see my son Dylan. He is he is my boy. <laughs> he is my genetically cloned son. Exactly like you. Exactly every like bit. Me. Almost every... like he's taken your place before on the show. I mean, it'd be it'd be it wouldn't be. Common. We're gonna have a whole episode where I never say it's him, and it's gonna sit you down. And we're gonna talk the whole time, and he's gonna say he's Saul and everything. You no, know, what you do is you have me record all the audio, then you come in and you film an episode, and he keeps his mouth. Where you can't conveniently see it. behind the uh, the microphone, so then yeah, you can't see it. I'd be alright with that. No way, I know the difference. I guarantee it. All right. But well, anyway, thank you guys. Until episode forty-seven, this has been Triangle Squared. Thank you. Thank you.